0: Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee, and Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us, and we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis.
1: We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy, and we hope you
0: will share with us
1: any of your comments or questions.
0: Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. How's it going? (laughs) It's going great. It
1: is going great. How's life?
0: Good. Yeah. 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 So,
1: you've got a big event coming up in just a few weeks, don't you?
0: I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm a little nervous, but I'm I'm ultimately excited. I just want it to be amazing, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, for those of you guys that don't know, our beautiful Tanya is going to be at the Minnesota Yoga Conference on April the 15th. Am I right? Yeah. The 15th, yeah. And so if you are anywhere near Minneapolis, make it a point to go to it because Tanya is wonderful to talk to and listen to on podcasting and on the phone. I enjoy that. But in person, she's incredible. So it will be something wonderful. Do you want to tell our listeners what you're going to talk
0: about? Ooh, big topic. (laughs) The, The title of my time slot is Universal Consciousness, How Energy Heals. Wow, and I'm excited. That I'm would excited. Be I'm excited to do some fun energy exercises. I'm excited to talk energy. I'm excited to talk about how common it is for us to see energetic things happen and we pass right over it without even taking notice of it. And mm-hmm. or sometimes when feelings come up, we're, we're like, well, I wonder why that just came up, you know, or how coincidental, but is it really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all my students are so used to hearing me say that now because they'll be like, oh, my gosh, the weirdest thing happened. And I'll be like, is it though? Like, is mm-hmm. it the weirdest thing? Mm-hmm. Or if you really pause and think about it, does it line exactly up?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Now, are, is there going to be a recording recording? for people that can't make it to Minneapolis to listen?
0: No, they're not doing recordings just because mm-hmm. they're trying to build up live in person. But yeah, maybe I'll do uh, it again for somebody.
1: Yeah, maybe you can come to Tennessee when you do our next Reiki training and do a whole little master class.
0: Woo, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. So what are we talking about today?
1: Well, we're talking about inner peace. So that kind of flows right into talking about that. I got real, you know, we hear people talk about inner peace all the time. If you go to yoga class, they're always talking about inner peace. And when I first started doing yoga, I just, you know, I would smile, but my eyes were rolling because there was never any peace, inner peace, never, never. Never. There's like a little crazy monkey in there jumping around, swinging from the branches of my brain stem, (laughs) you know, screeching and screaming. So it's, you know, and I tried to meditate and no inner peace. I thought, well, if I start hiking a lot, there'll be inner peace. Nope, no inner peace there. And so then I started giving myself a break and realizing that inner peace looks differently for different people. And my inner peace is definitely not the same as Edward's, my husband's. His inner peace is pretty chill, pretty calm, pretty awesome. You know, in his relaxing days, I don't have relaxing days. I just go, go, go like you do. But. Uh, I got thinking more about inner peace when I started reading Jung Pueblo's book, Clarity and Connection, because he talks about that a lot. And he gives you so many things to think about that you really start to find inner peace just listening to his words. And here's one quote for you. I I had a bunch of them, but I'm only going to share one. (laughs) Inner, (laughs) Inner peace is not always a pristine calmness. Sometimes it's just accepting the tension inside of you without reacting to it. Literally feeling it without reinforcing it and then moving gently through your day.
0: Mm.
1: Isn't that beautiful?
0: Yes, I love that. Yeah.
1: So I can do that inner peace every day.
0: I can do that <laughs> inner peace too. Like I I often tell people I'm like you guys needed to know me 15 years ago. Like <laughs> I was a whole different person and now I'm kind of that person where when something comes up, I'm like, okay, we can deal with this. We can manage this and we breathe through it and we address it, but I don't have to like super react. Like mm-hmm. there was like Chernobyl in Tanya 15 <laughs> years ago. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what you said almost uh, corresponds with a, uh, quote, I mean, a definition of inner peace that was on Oprah's website. Inner peace refers to a state of being mentally and spiritually at peace with enough knowledge and understanding to keep oneself strong in the face of stress. Yeah. Isn't that I lovely love
0: that i love yeah. that yeah i mean you think about all the things that we hear in life right now and i don't have these quoted but you they're all gonna sound familiar like right like somewhere one of buddha's quotes is is pain is inevitable suffering is optional mm-hmm. or we often hear like you can't look outside yourself for joy you have to look inside yourself for joy or even the common phrase like you have to fill up your own cup in order to fill up others cups Right. Like this, these are things we're hearing like all around us right now, yeah. as as I think we've talked about this on our podcast before, is the nation is really working to heighten the awareness of self-care, like, mm-hmm. right? Especially after COVID, especially with, you know, the society, the way the society is, social media being so inflammatory. I mean, like there's so many things that are going on where people are like, whoa, 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 like pull back yeah. for a second, do a little self-check, maybe take a little time for some self-care and then re-enter kind of thing but like this this really big central theme here is inner peace inner joy and our favorite yoga yama and niyama of santosha contentment
1: Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. right
0: finding that place of just inner peace. And it's really perfect that this is kind of coming off of the heels of our victimhood podcast, because this is, this plays right into that is like really taking time for self care and taking time to reflect and taking time to settle your emotions so that you can respond peacefully, feel peaceful and not come away feeling ravaged or attacked. Right. Mm Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the times when you feel the most ravaged and attacked are the times when you need inner peace the most. But that's the time when, you know, you a hole bust in the bottom of your grocery bag as you're walking into the house. That's that's the time when someone cuts you off in traffic. You know, so a lot of times I do wonder if we tend to create more outward um struggle just because you know we're we're needing the inner peace so much instead of just staying calm and being quiet and breathing and resetting ourselves.
0: Oh, we can lose it just as fast as we <laughs> find it. There is no doubt. But we always huh? have to remind ourselves that we're solely responsible for that inner peace. No mm-hmm. one can just walk up to you and say, "Hey, cat, I brought you a bag of inner peace." <laughs> Right, like it doesn't work. Oh, that would be
1: such a lovely (laughs) present.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh, I got my milk, my eggs, and my bag of inner peace. Right. Yeah. Uh, No, it doesn't happen uh, like that.
1: There is an author, Ashley Davis Bush. She's a psychotherapist, and she has a book called "The Little Book of Inner Peace," and it's got simple practices for less angst and more calm. And she says that. Uh, She thinks people often look for circumstances to help them achieve a sense of inner peace. And, you know, that's where a lot of times we fail because we're looking for circumstances to make that happen. And in fact, this calm and compassion and deep awareness is already within us.
0: Yeah. It's like you hear this all the time. If only I had that job. If Mm -hmm. only I was retired. If only my kids could do this. If only my son could drive. If only, Mm -hmm. right? We hear that all the time as if, right, that that next thing being completed is what's going to bring us inner peace as opposed to saying I need to get that place of inner peace now, so that regardless of what happens along the way, that's not what's providing you your inner peace.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I know you have had instances in your life where every single thing around you is just feels like it's going to shit at the time. There's, you know, you're living right in the middle of, you know, your of a hurricane, I guess, and hopefully you're in the eye of it, but it's almost like you've been to the beach before. When you go to the beach and all the waves on the top are just so rough and going crazy, but down deep, it's calm Mm -hmm. and it's peaceful. And that's what, that's what we want to help people to, yeah. to just recognize because we all have it, oh. you know, but a lot of times we're so busy for treading water and fighting against the current that we don't realize, you know, there's peace and calm right there at, at our feet when we're grounded, when we're rooted.
0: I love that you just said that because that's literally <laughs> where I have like this, this little sidebar on my notes is assess what is your dharma? And if you know your purpose in life, get in line behind it and the rest is going to just flow around you. But if oh, you're I fighting like against, if you're fighting against your own purpose, it's no wonder it's not lining up.
1: We do this all the time. We don't even prepare notes at the same time together and they just kind of weave on in together.
0: I know. We're <laughs> so amazing like that. So, so what are some, some of Some people things- might
1: call that weird. <laughs>
0: Well, we're something together. I don't know what it is, but we're something. <laughs> but so let's talk about how we can help people find it. Right. And well, I know, I, I know you have a list.
1: Mm-hmm. I have 10 things that you uh, should try to give up that can destroy your inner peace. Yeah. The first thing is engaging with toxic people. Because the people that we surround ourselves with are they affect the way that we think, that we feel, that we behave. And you know, I've said it many times. My mom always said, Choose your friends wisely, you become what they are. So just being aware, and that doesn't mean distancing yourself from people, but just choosing not to engage in gossip or cheating or bullying or anything that can keep you from being as mentally calm as possible another one is excessive self-blame and i don't know anyone that can't go down the path of blaming themselves for something if you're a parent i know you do so just you know so don't even go i don't blame myself if you've had children you blame yourself for something (laughs) Um, so (laughs) you know but mentally strong people do take accountability you know you can't but you can't sit around and blame yourself excessively chasing happiness thinking That you need to be happy all the time will backfire. You know, momentary pleasure is different from long-term happiness, you know, and every single day, there's always something in your day. It's maybe not quite as perky and rosy as you would like it to be but it doesn't have to be. I mean, how boring would life be if we all lived in Pleasantville? You know, um, that would be pretty bad. But so trying not to always, not, trying not to always believe that you have to be happy at all times. Another thing is staying comfortable. It may seem like staying inside your comfort zone is the key to feeling good in life, but avoiding discomfort usually backfires in the end. And there's no growth if you're always comfortable. To, see, to achieve growth in life, You have to get uncomfortable. Another one, number five out of 10, is the victim mentality. And we did talk about this just a couple of episodes ago. So if you missed that one, pop backwards and go back to victimhood. But uh, thinking the world and the people who are in it are out to get you will prevent you from being your best. In fact, if you blame all of your problems on everything outside of you, you'll never take responsibility for anything in your life. Mentally strong people acknowledge their choices even in the face of tragic circumstances so they focus on things they can control and try to not waste their time on having pity parties Mm, Um, uh, number six trying to impress people and again this is something that whether you want to admit it outwardly or not everyone does this everyone has someone they want to impress Um, so you could waste a lot of time in your life trying to make other people like you depending on admiration from others gives others power over you So, you know, there's, you know, we always want to do our best, but spending most of your time trying to impress others is detrimental. Uh, The uh, pursuit of perfection, striving for excellence, is, is healthy but you know and I know you this is one of the struggles that you and I have we tend to insist on perfection in a lot of you know areas of our in our lives and for me and I know we've talked about this before if I can't do it perfect I'm just not gonna do it <laughs> you
0: know I've so, actually been hearing that recently from others around me too
1: mm-hmm. about you or about them
0: um, about themselves like yeah. a- admission of you know that state of needing to do things perfectly-
1: mm-hmm. no and honestly when we do things perfectly again there's not that opportunity for growth you know if you do it kind of half-assed sometimes a lot of the pieces i've written i've just kind of set down a half-assed thrown them out there and they started out as something really crappy and i knew that but then they turned into something magical because i didn't try to make them perfect you know um number eight holding grudges sometimes we hold grudges thinking that we're punishing someone else. And <laughs> you know what Buddha said is holding on to a grudge is like drinking a glass of poison and expecting the other person to die, you know? So letting that, letting that shit go, the quest for material things, no matter how much money you make a bigger house or a nicer car or more expensive clothes, that will not give you peace of mind and material possessions will not make you happy. You have to be happy within yourself. Uh, and that, ha- that can be a byproduct. And then the last one is complete self-reliance. Thinking that you can do everything on your own is about acting tough, not being strong. There are times when asking for help is important, you know, and mentally strong people aren't afraid to admit when they need help. And, you know, sometimes, especially, you know, type A, Pitta type people struggle to ask for help, don't we? Um, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, you can't, we, we can't do it all ourselves. And it's nice to know that we have, you know, wonderful spouses or a friend group or just a general support group that we can lean on when we can't do it all ourselves.
0: Yeah. I love this list. Tell me again where you got it from.
1: I got it from... From, let me see, from Inc., the business magazine from Inc. 10, mental, ten Things Mentally Strong People Give Up to Gain Inner Peace.
0: All right. I love it. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I wanted to bring up, just because this goes down our path towards holistic health, is also considering meditation, journaling, mantra work, even dream studies, energy medicine, like all the things that you and I are usually very big proponents of, mm-hmm. is also taking that time to do what we call in the yamas and Niyamas yamas, Yaya, a little bit of self-study to bring us to that point. But some of the things I say over and over again in Reiki sessions is give yourself some grace, Mm -hmm. like forgive yourself or, you know, even using kind words when it comes to doing some inner child work. And like for people who are really, really stuck in their head, like figuring out a way to offer grace to yourself, offer forgiveness to yourself. And it maybe isn't just for yourself, but maybe it's Things you need to give to someone else, like you're losing your inner peace because you can't let go of something about somebody else. And maybe you need to give them some grace or give them some forgiveness, right? But also remembering like a little bit like from your list, like we don't have to conquer all of this today, Mm-hmm. Like, if we're going down our list, the circumstance list that we were talking about earlier, like, oh my gosh, well, I'm not going to be peaceful until that, 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 <laughs> that, 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 that is done. Right. Like, we're probably never going to get there. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things where I love to incorporate part of the Reiki principles is just for today, like just for today. And I know you and I have talked about this too. I can do anything for just one hour mm-hmm. or I can do anything for just today. So if you know something big is coming up, you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I'm going to I'm gonna stay peaceful. I'm going to stay calm. I can do anything for just one hour. I can get through that party with that gross person, but I can do this for mm-hmm. just one hour like, right.
1: Mm-hmm. yep.
0: And I just use the example of a party with a gross person. I don't <laughs> to go to parties with <laughs> gross people, but maybe if you do. <laughs>
1: no, I don't. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, what kind of parties does she go to? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. And then remembering some of our favorite mantras, like, right. I am peaceful. I am joyful. I am content. Or I am at peace in my job. I am at peace in my relationship. I am at peace in my life, you know, right? Mm-hmm. however you need to fill in those mantras. Mm-hmm.
1: And remembering that you don't have to shut out all the people and all the noise around you to find inner peace. You know? yeah. A lot of times you can just stop and breathe.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, and of course, meditate, yeah. you know, get into a good meditation practice And journal. And journal. (laughs) Journal that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) When you take your time and you really focus on that deep, long exhale that stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, and that's kind of starting that relaxation response in our body. So even if you're like, okay, I'm not going to go to yoga. I'm not going to meditate. I'm not going to journal. I'm not going to do anything they said. Just stop and breathe nice and slow and see if that can help at least bring you inner peace or calm for a few minutes.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off.
1: Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for
0: more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions.
1: Email us at two pittas on a pod at gmail.com.
0: and like us on Facebook and Instagram at two pittas on a pod.